Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of The Haunted. I'm Freddie Young and I'm Vanessa Mitchell and we are very very excited to uh, have a very special guest of us today. We uh, lovingly refer to her as the Sergeant Major <laughs> through uh, purposes we will be revealed on another episode. <laughs> she is our resident historian and she has done some research for us for today's episode, which is a story I have known about since a child, but you say you don't really know. I'm really excited about this one because I don't know it and I deliberately haven't read the research by you or the Sergeant Major because I want to learn a bit this and it, it, I'm going to find it quite interesting for what it's I'm going to discover tonight. So I'm deliberately not researching it. So we are going to another London location. We are going to 50 Berkeley Square. Now, this is it's quite an infamous location. And I've heard of the, the name Berkeley Square tied to something, but I know well, it's no details. It's quite a hot area in London. Yeah. Um, but it has been in the tabloids, certain tabloids, been deemed as London's most haunted house. Mm. Which I think has got a lot to live up to. Well, it's definitely certainly got a lot to live up to. So, without further ado, let's go on over to our very own Sergeant Major and she is going to give to you a very, very brief whistle-stop tour of the history of the house and one of its most kind of infamous residents. So, Sergeant Major, over to you. Hi, guys. How are you all doing? Living the dream. Living the dream, trying to. Hi, everyone. All right? Yeah, all is well. we're fine, thanks. How are you doing? Sergeant Major, I just Hi. have to say, we're no stranger yeah. to the bar tonight because obviously it was Her Majesty's 95th birthday yesterday. Okay. So me and Freddie are enjoying a little drink in um, in honour of our, our most precious Queen oh, Elizabeth you. II. It should have been a gin, but it's a vodka this evening, I'm afraid. Well, you know, you'll manage. You'll manage. <laughs> we'll get through. You'll manage, yeah. timeline there related to other things yeah Right. So the new link, the new leaseholder was a guy called Tom's Mayers. 
Thomas Mayers. And he's someone we'll go for to. Yeah. Sorry? I was just telling her there's someone we'll go, go on, into. We'll go into. Tom, I'll just correct the, uh, right, okay. the you know, Mayers, Myers, okay. Mayers. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So, so this is the inhabitant. So he, he owned the lease. His mother was Lady Mary Catherine Neville, and his dad was Thomas Myers, who was an MP, who actually ended up becoming the MP of Harwich. Anyway, so near us, near us. He, he got quite a large inheritance, and he was probably suffering from mental illness through the breakup of his engagement. Right. This was described by his neighbours as being very strange and his behaviour absolutely today we would say he probably had some mental, mental health problems and he was absolutely a recluse, 100%. He was very rarely up at all during the day, so he tended to sleep during the day and was up all night. Yeah. And it was very well known that he would often wander the house at night with his candles so the rooms would light from one to one as he went from one to the other. Um, this, you will later see, I'm sure Freddie will explain, leads itself to a lot of the myths and legends around the house. So, right. um, most of us have all just done our census a few weeks ago, so we'll know what that is. The first census in the UK was 1841. So just like today, it was a way of recording who lived where, and historians will often use a census to try and locate where people were living. And in 1861 and 1871, Thomas isn't listed as living in that house. In fact, he's not listed anywhere. We know he was there, and at each time there was one uh, listing was for a maid and one was for a cook. So for reasons we don't know, he didn't want to be seen on the census, he either deliberately hid when the census man came round, or, given the fact that he was probably not particularly well, he may have been away receiving treatment. Unfortunately, there's no way of ever being able to track that, because if he was, the chances are he may well have been under an alias. Yeah. So, but obviously so he, he felt a need to keep that hidden, that he was there for, for some reason or another. That was important to him. Absolutely. Away from everybody. Yeah. Very, very rarely seen outside the house at all. Right. So, the property wasn't maintained at all, and it was starting to really fall into disrepair. And the local tax collectors ended up getting so exasperated with being unable to collect any taxes, they kind of took him to court. When it went to the magistrates, they then decided not to pursue it because he was the man who lived in the haunted house, and therefore Ooh. he didn't have to pay any Never. Taxes. Do you reckon they'll just do that these days? <laughs> I don't think we can use that as an excuse now. Yeah. So, um, coming to the end for you for Thomas, he died when he was 71, never married, apart from one or two servants, was on his own there the whole time. And he died on the 30th of November 1874, which was the day Winston Churchill was born. Right. He died and leaving a state of just under £80,000 which is roughly just around nine million pounds today. <gasps> just how wealthy he was. Lord. And he left all his money to his sister, who also was unmarried and living in nice circumstances herself. And she just lived not too far away from him in Mayfair. Well, how old was she, do so we know? She was 84 when she died in 1888. Jesus. So they both lived. They both lived to a good age. But especially for those married, days, that was a, that was a really old age. Very frequently. Yeah, they must. Have um, 
1874 until the lease ran out in 1884. So he bought a, a, a lease for X amount of time. So when he died, the lease went over to his sister. She uh, certainly had no intention of living in the property. It was almost derelict at this point by all accounts. Um, and, it's, and of course, you know, with almost 10 years being empty, it just got worse and worse. The house was then uh, allegedly bought by Lord and Lady Selkirk. Not quite sure what happened to it between then. Um, not obviously having access at the moment to full land registry documents because of the situation not being able to travel. But I can tell you in 1938 it was bought by Mags Brothers, so that's M-A-double-G-S. Yeah. They are antiquarian booksellers. Oh, okay. And they've been going since 1853. Uh, and they bought it as their main... You see, a lot of people are going to say they didn't anyway, and especially men. Yeah. If you said to someone, was there anything spooky going on? 90, yeah, especially back in those days, 99% yeah. of people, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know. Really? And okay, I'll, that's... And I will put that... Yeah. I'll post that on the Instagram That's well. interesting, so I can see what we're a talking about. Yeah. A beautiful home. Yeah. Beautiful. Needs so to be for three grand a week. Thanking you. Oh, that was really quite interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. And it's nice to hear it from our historian's own words, rather than us I'll jump reading it. Yeah. Okay, well... Um, yeah, thanks very much. Thank you, Sergeant Major. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> That's all Ten. Welcome. Ha! <laughs> Bye. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Well, there we go. So that is a real, real brief history um, from a historian into the house. And I think that sets up, us up really nicely um, because a lot of the stories are set Victorian era mm. like she said there's nothing really modern day no, no modern day stories with 50 Berkeley Square but I know this story from a child so I used to have lots of kind of like haunted London books and stuff and this was one of the big stories in that book yeah so I've read a lot about so it you've as a read child a lot about it yeah. yeah so I think when you were a child, books like that were more available. I know when certainly I was a child, it was literally the, the way the years changed, little Miss Red Riding and stuff like that. You know, I think it was a lot more accessible when you were a child. Yeah. In well, terms you, of you our age Christmas difference. Christmas Carol? Yeah. Christmas. Well, that was a, the, the spookiest thing we were. Or, of course, <laughs> the witch on the wi Wizard of Oz. But that's as spooky as we got, I think, back in the 70s. So this is all a surprise to you, all new to you. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking forward to it's it. A re it's a really good story. Okay. Really good story. So I'll be the judge of that. There, <laughs> <laughs> there, oh, there's varied versions, obviously, because it's quite an old story, things get lost in translation and changed over time. Of course, Chinese whispers happen so and everything. Yeah. I'm going to give you kind of 
um, an overview of lots of different views and opinions of it, and then we'll decide which one's most likely. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So the bird, yeah, like I said, it, the the stories vary, but they're all centred around the attic room of the house. So. Like Sergeant Major said, it's a four-storey house and a basement. So we're talking they're top... They're big houses. Yeah, they're huge. So top floor, the top room, is supposedly haunted by the spirit of a young woman who committed suicide. And she committed suicide by throwing herself out of that top floor window after being abused by her uncle in the house. Do we know... Sorry to interject. Do we know if this is before Thomas... Or after, or this is just the the, the the this is the myth, the legend. This is yeah. So we're not hundred percent. We're not one hundred percent. But I'm because the the stories, the hauntings happen while Thomas is there. So I'm going to go on the but, assumption that it's before. But also from what the sergeant major said was that when he went to sell it, they said well it was known as so haunted anyway. So that would lead me to believe that actually there was probably some activity going on before he'd even got it. Yes. Because if he was a recluse, he's not gonna start telling everyone this place is haunted. So there must have been something beforehand for before That's he moved in to there. That point. Yeah. So yeah, so you've got the, the young woman who's committed suicide, she's thrown herself out the window after being abused by her uncle. Um, and it is said that she is capable of scaring people to death mm. and it's so the, the sight of her is so terrifying people die so well i would think that especially for the, the week of heart if you saw a ghost i think it would scare well she is a lot of people reported so. to come through as either a brown mist or as a you know a white figure what we more traditionally think of when we think of ghosts so, but I thought brown mist was quite interesting because normally, you know, it's like a dark mist or a white mist. But mm. a brown mist is that, in your knowledge, is that significant in any way? Well, in my in my experience, they can come in various colours of mist. To be totally honest, I would take issue with. I don't know how a brown or a white mist could scare anyone to death. Um, although obviously mists are very intimidating uh, when they come. I, I've had experience of it myself, but. Um, I don't think the colour is, is, is too relevant. Um, well, a mist, and, and, a mist. And it, Yeah. But it was obviously, it's not only that, it's not just a mist, it's the feeling that comes with that. Of course. They could be terrified because obviously spirit energy comes with a feeling and that's probably the terrifying bit rather than it be an apparition of, of, of a mist. Um, the attic is also uh, said to be haunted by the ghost of a little girl who oh. was um, killed there by one of the servants. And because she would have been a servant girl in the attic then. Potentially. Yeah, potentially. and killed by another servant. Um, there's also another kind of figure who they think potentially is linked to the attic and haunts the attic. So there's another story of a young man who's locked in the attic room and he's only fed through a small hole in the door. And eventually um, he dies of madness. Oh, Dan, that's so sad. Because this stuff actually happened to kids. This stuff actually really happened to kids back then. It's and, so, and, so sad. And the thing with myths and legends is there's always an element 
of truth in there. Yeah, but what you've just said there, is, listen, it ain't a stretch. It's not a stretch. A, is let's it? be honest. It's, it's... They shove little boys up to chimneys. They got stuck and died. Then they lit the fire underneath them. Kids were treated horrifically in those days. So, they were worth nothing, kids. Potentially, we've got three people that have died in real tragic circumstances. Yeah. So there might be two and another one's kind of made its way. Or it might be and one and the other two have. But there's definitely... And let's be honest, none of that, what you said, is out of the way. No. None, no, none it's, of it's, it's unbelievable. It's, yeah. None of it, yeah. So, um, but there are so many towers that the they used to say that it's, um, the house is haunted by bloody bones. Now, if I said that to you, would you know what I meant by bloody bones? No. So, in that kind of era, bloody bones is kind of like a bogeyman. It's their boat version of the oh, bogeyman. Oh, right, okay. Um, and he was something that they would use um, to scare the children yeah. and to, you know, yeah. put the fear of God into them. There's lots of different versions of this creature, it, it, mainly in England. So different areas have different versions of what it is. So some of the them, names he, yeah, he's a, like a water-dwelling creature in some, but the scariest one I found was Somerset. So in Somerset folklore... In England, in England, Bloody Bones is meant to live in a dark cupboard, usually under the stairs. And if you were heroic enough to peek for a crack, you would glimpse a dreadful-looking, crouching creature with blood running down its oh face, seated, waiting on a pile of raw bones that belonged to the children who told lies or said bad words. That's scaring the life out of me and now. And if you peeked through the keyhole, he got you anyway. Well, oh, listen, that's horrible. When, when I was doing that's research horrible. for this, Jake had gone to the gym and I was sat here on my own in the dark, on the sofa, and I was thinking... Did oh, you have a little cry? Did you have a little shiver? I had a little shiver down my spine. <clears throat> listen. No, sad. actually, to be fair, by reading that is horrible. So if, if you can imagine... Um, obviously, like you know, the fa which obviously parents and it was passed down to, to tell now, your, we? your we, children. But in yeah. just a different version. But they said, like in around them times, they said, "Oh, that house haunted by bloody, bloody bones. bones," and that's kind of a little bit of facts about where I've that heard from. so many um, oh, tales and descriptions of who I've never heard the bloody bones, and probably that's that's probably the scariest one so far. Well, they didn't they didn't hold back, did no. they? The description. So, the first ghost story, we're right here. So, um, obviously, Thomas Mayers, who um, Sergeant Major spoke about in our telling of the history, um, lived in the house, um, Victorian times, very much a recluse, locked himself away. Again, probably was suffering from some kind of mental illness realistically if he was around nowadays it's but you know he's am i right in saying that he'd he you know he'd split with his fiance he was obviously going through a depression he was upset he was heartbroken and he clearly wasn't this way before do you know what i mean he's he's got himself a woman he's got a, you know he's got the money well, listen, he's got splitting the up with your love of your life can do that to a can, brain and do, do that, that to a person easily it only takes a little something for your mind to snap and yeah and if you miss and you know People have killed themselves over lovers, and um, you know, for him to fall into a, a terrible despair and depression, well, it's, it's not out of the way, is it? So, our first ghost story is alleged to have happened in 1872, and 
so there's obviously been some um, experiences in the house beforehand. It's got this reputation, but this is the first recorded... Is this it's... the first time someone's speaking out yes. and telling that? Okay. So it comes from a man called Lord Littleton. Right. And he is an English aristocrat and a conservative politician. So he's an upright standing member. He's yeah. obviously a respected yeah. man. Um, and again, there's two versions of this story, okay. both similar, but there's, the circumstances are different. So both say that he stayed the night in the building's attic and both say that he bought a shotgun with him for protection. Mm. Um, so the first one, he's he's gone up into the attic, I think potentially to prove, like you know, silliness. Yeah, oh. do you know, you can imagine the game of cards the night beforehand yeah. and the brandies. Oh, I'd stay up there. Oh, uh, right, you know, oh, go on then, old yeah. chap. And, uh, yeah, and so he's maybe done it out of pride. Because, listen, a lord wouldn't have to stay in an attic. So there's obviously something gone on beforehand there for him. And you can just imagine it, can't you? A game of cards or something. Go on then, you know, I'll, I'll stay up there. Um, and obviously, in houses of that size and that grandeur, there's like a bell system throughout the house. Of course, yeah. Um, and so what he said to everybody, he said, right, um, only come up if I ring the bell twice in the night. If I ring it twice, I'm in trouble. Come on up. Um, and that he would ring it once to ease everyone's nerves. You know, I'll ring it once, let you know that I'm okay, I'm going to bed, I'm sleeping, everything's fine. I mean, my, my if I just say, my childhood house was a huge house not far from your childhood house. And in our attic, we had a, a bell system. Oh, okay. And the bells were downstairs in the hallway. Um, there was various brass servants' bells. So, yeah, I get it. I can see now in my attic the levers. So, I, oh, of course, my attic would have probably been smaller. But, yeah, so you could have rang in those days. So I get that, what you're and, saying. And people yeah. would hear it. They're and, designed to because, be heard. Because they're big brass bells. Yeah, yeah. they'd have heard them. So he's gone up. Everyone's gone to bed. And, well, at midnight, he rings the bell. Right. And everyone ignores it. Everyone goes, all right. Whatever. He's so ringing. he's rang it once, is he, or twice? Because he's that's not specified. Okay, so but, he's but what is specified is that the bell is rung and it's ignored. They don't okay. respond to the bell. Yeah. So I'm assuming probably once. But then the bell began to ring furiously. So it's it's going some. So is it? He yeah. he, he he wants some attention. It's yeah, like you need to get up here. I'm not waiting, hanging around ringing it twice. Everybody rushes upstairs. Everybody hears it. And apparently he's so paralysed with fear mm. that he can't speak. He, he's frozen and refuses to speak of what he's seen, what he's heard. Yeah, I and get that. Yeah, yeah. He's, and, and leaves quite swiftly. Yeah. Um, the next version is, is that same, same thing again. He's staying the night in the attic, but this time it's for a bet. Right. And that would make sense what I've just said. The again, night before, playing cards, go on then, you know, I'll do it. So it kind of ties in both stories, actually. Both of them, again, not too out there. and Totally believable. Totally yeah. believable. Um, so, same, yeah, same circumstances. Stayed the night in the attic and took his shotgun with him for protection. Mm -hmm. This version of events reads, though, oh, shoot, guys. Um, that an apparition appears and he fires at whatever has appeared with yeah. his shotgun. Um, and he, there's lots of hustling and bustling around, but all they can find are the shotgun cartridges on the floor. That's, and no sign of anything he's shot at. Of course. 
naturally, if it's a ghost, yeah. you know, it's not going to be a um, corpse. So that is the second version of that story. But to be honest, I, th I think they're, they're pretty much the same apart from the shooting. So I think we can definitely take by that 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 definitely happened. Now. It's a shame we don't know. Did he confide in anyone afterwards? afterwards. We don't know. We don't, he, do we he, know may, he may well have done, but it's not. We don't know that. It's not public but, knowledge. So, so what we do know is something definitely happened. He was terrified something, something definitely enough happened to shoot to his gun, <coughs> excuse me, or, or to leg it out of there and, and go. Now, so this happened in 1872, <coughs> but in 1876, he took his own life at 59 by throwing himself down the stairs what? in his house. And I thought, well... Could there be an attachment Could there? there? Could because there have if, been something? If, if Thomas has, you know, gone a bit mad, I know yeah. that the loved one and that leaving has maybe spurred that on, but is that house making it worse? Is that but, is not yeah. causing him not to heal and not to get better? Yeah, because there could have been something in the house way before to attach itself to Thomas and to make Thomas feel worse. And then, of course, he is essentially um, uh, not berated. What's the word? He's... He's obviously gone up there and, you know, to the attic and encouraged. I can't think of the right word right now. And then maybe they thought, and I've had experience of this myself, where people have come into the cage and thought, oh, yeah, all right then, there's nothing here. And have left hours later crying and screaming, running out the door and are in real trouble. Now, obviously, we don't know. Maybe something did attach to him, maybe, you know. But again, you know, there's not much to, <laughs> to say in that time after there, in 1872, up to 1876, there's not a great deal on what he's doing, his, no. his mental state or anything. But as well, I think for the time period, suicide was such a taboo, and especially someone of his, his standing, to do that... Well, I, th I, think, I, I, I think I'm right in saying that in those days, they believed if you committed suicide, you wouldn't go to heaven. It, you know, the, the church didn't allow it. Mm -hmm. You know, the church, obviously we know that not to be true now, but I think in those days, suicide was a, um, a you just don't do it. It's a, yeah, it was a real taboo subject. And it was, people would disown relatives and stuff that, you know, had done. They'd, well, they'd you know, cut yeah. off all ties with them. Um, but yeah, and to throw yourself down the stairs yeah, that's as a, a way. Yeah, but hold on a sec. Now you saying throw? Did he throw? Or was he pushed? Now well, th there's no CID. Then there was no CCTV on the this man. This is true. They, this it, is so, true. so you're saying that he flung? Well, who says he flung himself down the stairs? Maybe he was pushed down the stairs by an unseen force or by a human. We don't know. All they're saying is, he but it's it's quite coincidental. Four years after that, unless he left that. a suicide note. But then. You wouldn't necessarily kill, kill yourself, throwing yourself down the stairs. So it wasn't, if he was trying to do it, it wasn't a sure, you know, way of dying, was it? Mm -hmm. But, interesting. Um, there is another version mm. to this story, but it's not with Lord Littleton. Um, it's, they say that it was another man, and it was a Captain Kentfield okay. that stayed the night, and he stayed the night to face the horrifying ghost that killed the maid. So he's a captain. So again, someone of of certain standing, prominence in 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 the you know, and again, so he's gone up there to to face it off. Big yeah, strong again, man. yeah. I'll I'll show you how it's done. But in the night, the people in the house have heard his screams from upstairs and a gunshot. And when they run up there, they find his dead body on the floor. Really. Mm. 
so oh, these so um... these are three versions of the same story. Um, but I don't think any of them are too far out the realms of possibility. I don't, I don't think And I think either. given the kind of the characters, if we went with like a stereotype captain, of course he wants to face off and, and fight off the the demon that's a captain is an alpha male. Yeah. And again, you know, obviously wants to prove his worth in some way or another by facing the haunted house. Yes. The, or, or the, you know. So, there are publications um, about the house. Uh, quite famous publications from the time. They, you know, they're not known. Really, are they? Local Gazette. But this Captain Kentfield is related to another story okay. in, the, in the house. So there may have been some confusion in the tellings of the story over time. So are you saying it, it, it made the papers in those days? Essentially. Yeah, that's in, yeah. That's so it was printed in the Mayfair magazine okay. um, in 1879. So the stories we were talking about are 1872, we're 1879, so a couple of years after. Um, and it said that a maid had had a strange encounter in the attic room that had turned her mad. Um, she was put into an asylum where she died. Everything's focusing on this attic room, isn't it? There's That's no, the interesting thing is, about this. There Everything. is nothing. In there any is other something part of the horrific, house. bad in the attic room that is literally making people kill themselves and go mad. You know, it's it's all focused around that. And I attic know room. that the um, you know sergeant major said that the bookshop that he went on to take it on said we've not had anything go on. But as a four story home, and if you're using that as a shop. Yeah. You're not going to have everything up in the top. Yeah, floor you're not going to spend a lot of time. In the you're not going to spend a lot of time up there. So, would they have encountered? And they're not there in the evening. They're not staying there overnight. You know. Absolutely, they work during the day. I suppose it's busy. There's lights on. People are chatting. And it, it, they they close up at six o'clock. And they're off. They're gone. They're they're back at night. Yeah, I mean, and 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 you find so many workspaces that um that uh, you know are haunted, perceived to be haunted. People don't notice it because you you know have lots of staff working. You're busy. You're doing your job. You're focusing. You're not gonna. You, you, you're probably gonna miss it if something gets course, moved from there to yeah, there, or, because, or if there's bangs or you know you're not gonna. So, it is said in this publication mm -hmm. um, that her fiance was a man named Captain Kentfield, and she was in the attic room at the time because she was preparing. Um, the room for him. He was coming to visit and stay yeah. and she was preparing the room for him. Um, the household, yeah, was terrified. They heard her screams and when they come upstairs, they found her in a, in a coma-like state saying, don't let it touch me, don't let it touch me. And then obviously from that, she's had to have been taken into the asylum where she passed away, sadly. Mm. And don't let it touch me. Don't let him touch me. Don't let her. Don't let it, it touch me. Yeah, it's something's terrified the life out of her. Yeah, it's something not quite right up there. So we then move on to our final tale, and this is the one I always will remember. Okay. Because it's the goriest. Right. Oh God. Well, after worse than it can't be worse than bloody bones. Oh Lord no! Nothing, well, nothing's worse than bloody bones. Nothing's worse. That's going to terrify me. Walking Jeez. back tonight, I might have to get your fella Jake to walk me back. <laughs> well, good luck. 
Good luck with that. But they're all by yourself. So, we are now in the year 1887. And again, it is alleged that two sailors from HMS Penelope. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what that ship is. I've passed. Um, but they have stayed the night in the house. And by the morning, one was found dead after tripping as he ran from the house. Um, and the other reported seeing the ghost of Thomas Mayers approaching him aggressively. Really? See? So in the, in the story I know is that the, one of the men throw themselves from the top floor window and they land on the iron railings at the bottom. Do you know the pointy railings? Oh, stop it. That's the story I know. Oh, no. Um, and then the <laughs> other, and the other one runs out of the house. But they because they see that ghost and then they're off. <clears throat> There's definitely, definitely something serious going on in this house. There's too many people over different time periods and we're not talking about, as would be perceived to be, wimpy women. We're talking about men of standing. And, and you're interested. Lords, captains. It, it, yeah. Alpha males we're talking about here. Every single one of them are men and they're not... They're not. Apart from the, the lady who went in the, um, the asylum. But yeah, the majority, we're talking about prominent male figures here. Yeah. So... That is pretty much the legend of 50 Berkeley Square. I think it's fascinating, to be honest. I'm I'm really glad you, you've kind of picked this one. Oh, look. So, is uh, it the middle one? Just for, yeah, just for the viewers at home, I have got up the what well, its current state um, of 50 Berkeley Square. I will post the link to the on-the-market um, like brochure for 50 Berkeley Square on the Instagram, which is the Haunted Podcast Official. Uh, so make sure you get on over there, give us a follow. Um, so I'll try my best to describe Freddie, would it to you, you. would you buy and live in a house like that, knowing what we know? Yeah, because that's lovely. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, I'll just block off the yeah. stairs. Yeah, but if you had like 10 million quid or something. <laughs> oh, that is, it's a stunning, stunning house. It's, it's big, so you've kind of, how many windows are in the front? You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten eleven. eleven. So it's like there's eleven windows on the front. It's a big imposing structure. It's like the top half is black, bottom half white, big black door. That's grey, that's not black. That looks, that looks like a me. dark no, that looks like a dark grey to me. But anyway, it's well, it's well I like it, but wait till you see inside. Look Go at on, this. Show. Yeah, it is look furnished, mind. Uh, £3,000 per a week. week. I or, thought you said earlier it was a month. No, or £13,000 per Lord calendar mercy. month. Plus £285 VAT. Piss off. Lord have mercy, that's serious though. Well, that's your view. Yeah. It's, but it, it is in Mayfair, it's, so... It's Mayfair. Listen, ain't for people like us, babe. The we'll W1, never get there. W1. Oh, look, council tax to be confirmed. Should we pay council tax? You're paying that much rent? Jesus. Yeah. So... You've got to have some serious data. But this is, this, is, this is the inside of the house. It's very contemporary now. Um, yeah, you just really no real... have to use your imagination to go back. But you can see the original fireplaces there. But I would... and, look, You've got like the ornate ceilings and stuff. But it's, it's been whitewashed. Uh, you know, cream carpets throughout, white walls. The do you know what? I, I get why they do it. But sometimes you just think... Keep oh, little... it would, yeah, but keep it. Look at it. this for a floor plan. Mm. Look at that. You've even got a vault on the lower ground floor. 
You've got a boot room, store, a light well. I don't know what a light well is. Is that to let light into the hallways? Because there's been no wine store, kitchen, store. There's a garage. There's a there's a, a room dedicated to putting your bins. Dressing rooms, reception rooms. It's a it's yeah, a multiple it's, reception rooms. It's a studies. It's a big big building. Yeah. Narrow but long. Yeah. That's the floor plan. So look, ten thousand eight hundred and fifty six square feet. So it's impressive. And um, yeah, so look, then that's one of your kind. Look at of, that stunning fireplace, Freddie. Isn't that lovely? Seriously. But I just think, oh, there's, there's nothing there. It, it's plain. It's to very me, plain. looking at it, you know, it, there's no character in there at all. But you have to have an imagination and understand what these properties would have looked like for, you know, to, to spin the story in your brain because and to it, understand. It, they loved and ornate everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm very much a maximalist. So. Well. You know, you are fantastic at design and, and all things of that nature. So I imagine you, you could make that how that would have been um, easily with your brain, your imagination, and obviously, you know, your kind of gift for that, that type of thing. Yeah, I trust you to do it. But yeah, so... I've but they don't. Listen, it is what it is. So it's, it's a shame in a way, I think. But listen, things move on, isn't but what it? Do you make, it is. What do you make of there being no recent... Reporting, so obviously the I don't believe it. The house is now. I don't believe it. End of subject. Between like 1938, I think it was, to 2012-ish. Right. What I, what I mean is, when I say I don't believe it, what I mean is I don't believe that they haven't experienced anything in there. Okay. I don't believe it. They've just not been open that, about that. Yeah. Listen, we don't know the family that live there. We don't know they that they might think, or we, you know, we can't get out there. It's haunted because nobody will rent it. We we don't know, but I can tell you now that spirits that are in obviously been in that house, um, they don't just go away. They don't just think, oh, it's you know modern days. Let's leave. They don't. But the the the, the nature of the haunting and how terrifying. Well, so strong and active. The, I don't believe that it's it's not still happening no, in but, some way. Cause but, in that, it, but the the way it's affected its inhabitants. Yeah. And we're not just talking not, about. For it not to affected them, like. Yeah. I but look, they're the railings that the sailor fell on. Yeah, you can say. Well, yeah, it's easily done. I mean, if you're going to pull it, you are going to impale yourself. You oh, know. Oh, makes me feel sick. But yeah, so that's that's fifty Berkeley Square, and that is like I said, that's one of my. And I bet you childhood no stories. teens have been able to go in it because listen, when it when it's privately owned now and there's that sort of money, then you wouldn't have They're got not. anyone with the modern equipment that science allows us to have now to go in there and, and test out these stories because obviously it's owned privately. It, it, by the way, if the person who is does own it tonight is ever gets to hear of us, please let, let us go in. Oh yeah, invite us round for a little. I like yeah. Battenberg. Like coffee. Like I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be a fascinating place well, to Well, we could write them a letter. Well, they ain't going to take a letter from us, are they? Let's be well, honest. I've got their postcards. They're renting the place out for three grand a week. But <laughs> I, I'd like to go in the attic, certainly. It just gets But I do feel. lots and lots of protection, and I, I certainly wouldn't go up there unguarded. I'd definitely have to do some protection, and um, yeah. Well, but hey, listen, these places are taken over by people and 
But it, it, it's interesting that um, it, it's a very good story, Freddie. Well done for that. I hadn't heard of it before. Thank you. And especially the bone man, bloody bones. Bloody bones. Yeah. But do you know what? A lot, I did a poll on the Instagram and asked who, yeah. you know, who knows this story. And I think it was something like 82% of people that voted on it didn't have a clue, never heard of it. No, see, I didn't. And I wouldn't have known about this as a kid like you did, but um, in, in my more, my adult life, yeah, I'm surprised I haven't... Now what you're telling me and what the sergeant's told me, I'm surprised um, I haven't come across this before. Yeah, so... It's quite spooky, actually, isn't it, it? The more you look at it, can you imagine if it was night time and, and you know just a little candle in the window or something. We're chatting yes. away about the image of it. You can't see it, but I promise you, I will post it for you to have a look. It's like, and you know, and when she said he was walking from room to room with the candle, you know, maybe sometimes people can still see the candle lit up in the window going from room to room in the dead of night. Well, I wouldn't think so. There's no bloody candles in there. It's no, but at night time. <laughs> no, but that would be a ghost, obviously. Obviously, sorry. Um, thank you guys for listening. That is us, episode three. Goodness, episode three. We're doing all right, girl, aren't we? Yeah. It's, um, I'm enjoying it, are you? I am enjoying it. So I think we'll take this time to give you a quick rundown of some things to come, some things yeah, we're working Yeah, and things we're working on. And kind of keep you in the loop because we don't want to keep you in the dark of anything, guys. Nothing's a secret among us. No, um, <laughs> absolutely nothing. So we'll kind of give you a bit of a rundown. <laughs> so um, we are going to sit down in a second and come up with our two monthly agenda of episodes coming up. I think we know what we're going to be doing next week, um, which yeah. is I'm gonna we're going to be covering cursed films and movies and famous kind of stories, ghost stories from movie sets and things like that. Um, what strings to mind, first off, when I um, say that? Well, obviously the first one, it, well, for me, is um, Three Men and a baby. baby. I think there was a, a ghost really turned famous. up in, 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 in that movie. In, it's that little boy in the curtain, wrapped up in the net curtains, yeah. isn't it? That's a really, really famous image. And, and you know, basically, all, there's been many photos taken where you have a ghost or a spirit in the background as well as movies. Yeah. Tell me your movies. What are, what are you thinking? Um, off the top of my head, I know Poltergeist has a lot of folklore and kind of the coincidences and the things that have happened from that. And but that. that's things physically happening yes. as opposed to a photo of a spirit being yeah. caught. Um, I think... The other one is The Crow. I know that there's kind of... Amazing film, one of my favourites. Because, of course, Brandon Lee was shot and killed in the last scene of that. Um, in, you know, because it's one of my favourite movies. You know, it can't rain all the time. Um, one of my favourite movies. Fantastic, yeah. There, You know, I, I think, you know, we sit and talk about, don't we, and, and there's so, so much. So, again, please, guys, if anyone has something that you want to talk to us about and say, you know... Think about this or that. We're willing to do that, aren't we? And we're also, you know, really keen to hear your stories and hear your experiences. You know, you might be in the middle of a, you know, an active haunting and you need some help and need some guidance. You know, we are reasonably expert in this field. I'd say probably a bit more than reasonably. You know... In terms of our personal experiences. We've been there. We've done that. We know we've, we've lived that life. And hopefully 
we'll be able to give you a little bit of insight, a little bit of help, a bit of guidance, or even point you in the direction of someone who can. I mean, what, what we haven't really said too much in this podcast yet, and we are going to, we've discussed it, um, is obviously I've owned the cage in St. Osith, and, and Freddie here spent many nights and a long time with me in the cage over the years. And Freddie also had some really serious experiences there. So, I mean, that is for another show, and we've, we've discussed this, but it's just, you know, to say that we both have had, and also in his childhood house, as in mine. So we're not talking unqualified on literally to see ghosts in the day and the night. Um, also, I want to talk about Freddie, is, is um, uh, we, we're both lining up some great guests. And some what, fantastic guests. Some really good guests. Best in the fields. What we're trying areas. to do, yeah, is get the best in the fields. We have um, coming on. I won't mention names at this point because we don't know the absolute lineup. But we have an expert in demonology. We have one of the best mediums I think this world has certainly ever seen. We've got someone from the SPR who's quite renowned amongst Ex the SPR. Yeah, the SPR. We have um, a professional, me well, an investigator who is very famous in another country. Who's had her own show for many years. She's like uh, the European event field. No, no, we can't say. It. No, she doesn't scream and she's... She, no, 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 she's no, no, what Freddie's no, no, saying, no, what Freddie's saying is her show was yeah. the equivalent back in the day of Most Haunted. She's nothing like a vet fielding, but um, the, the, the kind of um, fans of the show, she's actually very considered, she's very calm, she has real talents and gifts herself, and she's travelled uh, many countries to investigate cases, also with a full film crew in Europe. So, um, we've got a mentalist as well. We've got um, from America, from America, so he's quite, an illusionist and yeah, mentalist, very, very uh, well known, well renowned there, and has been deemed kind of America's answer to Darren Brown. So, yeah. that's that's again someone really interested and really keen to come on and, and speak to you guys and share with you their experiences. You know, we have also someone who is an amazing psychic surgeon now i never le believed in psychic surgery and i thought what people's all the blood all over the walls but you know it's still something i don't know a lot about so I'll, i'm really yeah that'll keen. be one interested to you to yeah. talk to really talk to him and to you know deep, yeah so what we're trying to always do is bring you um a bit of diverse people but the best you know literally we're trying to get and, and you will know the names once we're, we're able to you to know. share it with you, and and they are coming real, real soon. It's just um, it's mad times at the minute, and trying to get everyone's schedules to align is easier said than done. I work full time. Vanessa is a you know a full time mum to two, which ain't easy. Um, <laughs> why have you done that? <coughs> She's laughing. No, um, yeah. And these people as well, they have their own lives and stuff, so it's not always it's, easy. It's, to, it's fitting everyone in around the according time. But I, I'm going to comfortably and safely say that next week we're going to do our show. Then after that, we're going to start with our guests. Yeah, super, super, super. So lots to look forward to, guys. And as always, thank you so much um, for listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Um, if you could, you know, share, share with your friends, share with your family, share with kind of people that you know share the same interests as you. Um, give us a rate on Apple Podcasts. 
follow us on Spotify, follow us on Instagram, you know, get our names out there, share us around, guys. We appreciate everything that you do. Um, and again, make sure you follow us on the Instagram, which is the Haunted Podcast Official. That is our main kind of place where we share updates, where we share kind of the links of things that we talk about in the episodes. Um, also, our email address direct to us is the Haunted Podcast Official at gmail.com. Um, I'll, I'll post all of this in the description, but make sure you, you know, check us out, share it with your friends and family, rate us, comment, do everything. Let's go wild. Just help us out with this because we've got lots of really good shows to come. We've got lots of fantastic guests. Also, we've decided when our guests come on, we're going to do a bit of an hour and 10, 15 minutes so you can hear more really uh, yeah, of their story. Yeah, a little bit longer, but I think it's... Yeah. You, in order to get the full experience of what yeah, they are, of who they, they are, really what they have need. to offer, that you need that time. Yeah. Um, so that is us for this evening. Um, we hope you have the most wonderful week and that it's better than ours has been. Bottoms up, Freddie. Bottoms God up. God bless Chin -chin. the queen. 95 this week. Treat yourself. Have a nice weekend. It's my birthday this week. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord have mercy. <laughs> right, so listen, this is a drama. It's Freddie's birthday on Saturday. Now, listen, what you don't know is he's been celebrating his birthday for the last three weeks straight, but it is official, actually, birthday this it's, Saturday. It, so. Well, it's, it's like the Queen. I have. Well, he, well you I are have like an, the Queen. I have an official birthday. And, and a state birthday. And, 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 you know, and yeah, his celebrations yeah, around that. And a birthday for all us commoners. It's hard work being a Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to say that. You're allowed to say it, Bubs. Okay. Anyway, over and out from us. Good night, good bless. Good night, stay safe. Be good, be safe, be honest. Bye, bye-bye. Bye, bye-bye.